Hola, mi gente, and welcome to another episode of 831 Comadres, where, where nothing's, nothing's off the table, cuando estás entre comadres. This episode of 831 Comadres is actually brought to you by A Plus Plumbing. A Plus Plumbing services the Salinas, Monterey, and Santa Cruz areas. They provide both commercial and residential services, and they have over 20 years' experience in the business. Also, with this business, it's family-owned and operated. They give, they give free estimates, excuse me, and they also do discounts for seniors and veteranos. Yep. So you can reach Anthony from A-Plus Plumbing at 831-402-5401. Or you can email him at anthony at aplusplumbing831.com. Now let's get into this show. We are so excited to have our guest, Jenny, in studio with us today. Hi. Say hello, Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, who you represent, if anyone other than yourself. where, when, why. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) How long do we have? (laughs) Um, I'm Jenny Sarmiento, and I live in Watsonville. And I represent, I wear a lot of different hats. Santa Cruz County in the Santa house. Cruz. All right. Snap, snap. Yeah. South Santa Cruz, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I am in the Santa Cruz County Women's Commission. I retired uh, from a nonprofit. I was the executive director of a, a nonprofit for kids and families, uh, mental health services, you know, substance abuse prevention, parenting, all those kind of things that you can think of prevention uh, awesome. for young people. Um, I'm also currently um, a planning commissioner in Watsonville. Okay. Oh, you do wear many hats, girl. I do. <laughs> I love it. I am um, a central committee um representative for South County, which is Watsonville primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'm co-chair of the Pajaro Valley Cesar Chavez Democratic Club. Beautiful. So we got the right energia in the house <laughs> because today we, as all of you guys know, the mm-hmm. comadres, we are very much about getting um, all of our gente involved in the political process. Yes. And whether you claim a particular you know, democratic or a party, a party or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all know where we stand. <laughs> um, but we just really want people to, you know, to participate and to get mm-hmm. out there and to vote, right? And so this is our little contribution to that. And if you don't know already, shout out to Selena's Underground Podcast mm-hmm. and the amazing collaboration that they're doing with Claudia Melendez and Voices of Monterey Bay um, and interviewing all of the um, candidates that are mm-hmm. running for council members and the mayoral race and mm-hmm. also the county supervisor race. Yep. Um, so the comadres decided that our contribution would be to talk about some of the like propositions and we identified Mm -hmm. four of them that we thought were super super important to you know to discuss and to to talk about right so we have a very um abled guest in here to help us <laughs> dissect these propositions, right? And I know a lot of the times these things don't tune out. Y'all don't tune out. We're like, oh, again, politics, Six. propositions. It's It can be heavy. Yeah. I mean, not going to lie. When I first started voting, I'm not going to lie. I was that one person like, I really don't care about the propositions. I didn't even look at it. I'll be... 
I'm sorry. I was one of those that would do the any mini money mo. No <laughs> way. You know, I was one of those. Favor, I really was. But no, I'm not like that anymore. No, yes. I grew up. Let me just say this. Was, <laughs> let's say this. Sam we raised are, me well. We don't endorse that. El mejor. Si vas a hacer eso, mejor no, no votar. Yeah. And for that particular thing, if you're not informed enough where you don't feel comfortable to make a decision, en vez de hacerle the, you know, any mini money mo. No, we're not going to yes. do that. What, what is the Spanish equivalent of that? What's the Latino equivalent of like, I was thinking that right mo, now. Right? No. I don't know. The one that comes to mind is a, like, um, dale, dale, dale. Oh, You can also use it like that. Do that one. Pero en vez de hacer eso, it would be better for you yes. to just skip that one. So... Go don't don't be a, don't be an old Jackie. You know, be the newer <laughs> version of a Jackie. Be yeah. a Frenchie. <laughs> um, so, want to get started with the yeah, propositions? So All right, we are gonna get right into it. And again, we identified four of them that we thought were super super important that we really wanted. You know, the one of them too, number fifteen, was one of um, the ones that we're gonna talk about. So we're gonna cover Prop fifteen, mm-hmm. Prop sixteen, Prop twenty, and Prop twenty five. Yes, right. In no particular order. <laughs> we'll start with 15 just kidding yeah, but we will start with 15 because yeah. I think that's one of those ones that when you look at it it seems like very like it's confusing from from me right. myself yeah. yeah yeah I think that like some people think to themselves like oh this is going to be an easy one right and then you start to read into it and you're like wait a minute wait a minute this it's is like confusing. they reward it in different ways I feel yeah. right yeah to mess with you Yes. 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 Yeah. I feel like the opposition of Prop 15 has done a good job of creating confusion mm-hmm. around who this would affect. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and just start off by reading what Prop 15 is? So take it away, Frenchie. All right. <laughs> so Prop 15 increases funding sources for public schools, community colleges, and local government ser- services by changing tax assessment of commercial and industrial property. Initiative Constitutional Amendment. That's like a lot of big words there. So what does that mean, right? Yeah, like what, what does, does it that mean? mean? This is what I hear, right? Because we were, again, shout out Selena's Underground Podcast. I was listening to their episode um, with Vanessa Robinson and she was talking about reading the four agreements and it was like being impeccable with your word, right? It's be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. So what I hear you saying is, <laughs> is that, there could potentially be an increase in funding for public schools, community mm-hmm. college, and local government services if we are willing to change the tax assessment on commercial and industrial properties. That's correct. That's that's essentially yes, what it's trying that's to the say, main right? Point, right? Okay. That's that's the main point. And I think what what's happening is that a lot of people um, older people who've lived in a home and their property taxes are low, mm-hmm. they are being targeted and and told your property taxes will go up. Oh, so okay. th- a lot of people, homeowners, uh, especially on limited income, mm-hmm. um, regardless, you know, you don't want your property taxes to go up. And That's a tough so, one. Yeah. You tax yourself. That's asking right. a lot. It, it's a lot because we have a lot of bonds. We have a lot of other uh, taxes, you know, at city levels, at 
county levels. Aquí but, en Salinas, we pay the the highest tax rate of any city in our county because we chose to tax mm-hmm. ourselves with Measure G money. So we pay a whole additional set in taxes um, so that we created a fund to expand city services. And I could be a whole nother topic of conversation on how we're spending Measure G monies. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so when you say that, like, that's something that, like, aquí nuestra raza en Salinas, we can really understand that, right? Because right. we pay a higher tax rate here than folks in Monterrey. Right. We really do. Mm. And and our average income here is not higher than exactly. gente in Monterrey or Carmel yeah. or anything like that. But we have chosen as constituents of this city because it went to a public vote is we have chosen to tax ourselves. So I think that like with these types of things, it's really important to see who are we taxing, right? Right. Who are we taxing? Mm-hmm. So we are taxing commercial buildings. And even, you know, with commercial buildings, we're talking about those buildings, those um, facilities that have a budget of more than $3 million. So we're not talking about your mom and pop restaurant okay. or, um, you know, furniture store or or yeah, yeah, car yeah. store. We're talking about those big businesses Correct. that have a lot of money. And I live in Watsonville. And so Watsonville is very similar to Salinas. And we're also one of the highest tax cities in Santa Cruz County. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing. We had a measure G. I don't know if it's exactly the same as yours. Probably. But what came first, the chicken or the egg? I'm interested yeah. in who, who copied who there? So, I know. So anyways, um, so for for a lot of um, our communities, it may not have that such a huge impact because like in, in Watsonville, we don't have maybe one business that is over $3 million, yeah. you know, but most of mm-hmm. them are small businesses. So we're talking about taxing businesses, commercial businesses over three that make over three million dollars so is it that make over three million dollars or because the way that i had read it when i did my own little Uh research and that could be flawed because it's (laughs) been a long time since i've been in college forgive me um but the way that i read it was it would it the tax assessment would apply to commercial and industrial properties that have an estimated value of over $3 million. Right. So not the fact that you do $3 million worth of business in any fiscal year, but you would have to claim a property value of over the $3 million mm-hmm. mark. Right. So that would mean that as a business, you would you if you are a commercial or industrial business and you own the property, Mm -hmm. if that property is worth $3 million or Or more, more. Mm -hmm. then the assessment of your taxes would change on that. Would change. Yes. So it's not even, so you can even own a business and do $3 million worth of business, but if you don't own the commercial property that you do business in, then your taxes would stay the same. Right. So that's what, when I opened this one up, I said there was a lot of confusion surrounding mm-hmm. this. And the confusion that I hear is people are like, no, that's going to hurt small businesses. Mm-hmm. And that's going to hurt, you know, um, people on fixed income because their property values are going, going up. So that's the way I thought of it. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So that's actually, right. again, in my little research, what I found was that, The current property tax assessment 
is based off of the original purchase price of the property, mm-hmm. right? So when you pay the property taxes, whatever it was that you paid for that property, um, let's say like Walmart here in Salinas on Davis moved in and brought that property in 1999. Mm -hmm. So they are paying property taxes on that property based off of the property value, what it was assessed and purchased at in 1999. So 21 years later in 2020, they're not paying what the property value, the taxes of what that property value was worth today in the modern market. They're paying and their taxes are being assessed off of their purchase price in the year 1999. So companies that have like so been, much going yeah. on right now. So like companies that have just been, got off work, like hold on. <laughs> companies that have owned their properties for a really long time when this law went into yeah. effect was like uh 1976. Mm-hmm. So you could have there there are potentially companies, mm-hmm. commercial and industrial properties that are being taxed based off of the property value in 1976. Right. That's, right. So it's and like so a loophole gonna, in the it system. Is, it is. And so if Prop That's, 15 passes, yeah. then this would close the loophole in that mm-hmm. in the system that currently exists. So again, I do a little bit further research because <laughs> I had someone on my side. I had an ace in my pocket who sent me a link whose name will go unmentioned. <laughs> um, and I guess that there was someone who did an assessment of like in Monterey County, what would be the businesses that would be affected if this law were to pass, right? Yeah. If we said, yeah, mm-hmm. we are going to tax businesses um, that have property values upwards of $3 million. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their property tax would be assessed at the current market rate of said property, mm-hmm. um, and then it would also be reassessed every two years. Right. Correct? So right. it would fluctuate depending on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so who would this affect? In Monterey County, they estimated that the number... Well, let's ask Jenny, because she's our guest, I, remember? I right? don't know. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I I'm don't like, know, you know about the businesses. In Do you do you know who it affects in Watsonville? Like no, what I the don't. property? See, in Monterey County, so and someone else already did all this work for me. Mm-hmm. In Monterey County, it would affect the number one company they uh feel that it would affect the most would be the Pebble Beach Company. Oh, I forget they're still part of Monterey County. That's exactly what they said. Pobrecitos. (laughs) They can't afford to pay higher taxes. They wish we could do like the sad violin music right now. The smallest violin, you know? Smallest violin in the world playing a sad, sad song just for you. Let me get the cheese. Um, (laughs) No, again, the propaganda that exists, like, I know it's a buzzword moment, but like fake news, right? That exists, right. that this is going to hurt working class families and and people on fixed incomes. And, and that's something that's mom, mom and and announced on yeah, TV. That right. is not right. true. And then when it's my mom, who she's just recently as a help, my parents are just, they bought a new house. So right. when they see that, they're like, we don't want more taxes. Right. They, they, you know, they start getting scared. I'm just like, they well, already hold had on. A crazy tax bill one you, time. Right. And we're like, yeah. susto y parto de. And you know about that. It's <laughs> oh, just yeah. like, I told her, I told her, like, listen, today's episode, you know, and just wait, like, just, just hold on. Don't freak out. And she was so like, let okay. Let me talk to the comadres okay. and I'll get yeah. back to you, comadres. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just, it's just scary the way they announce it on TV. They're like, vote no or vote. You know, it's just one of those voices. You're just like, oh, fuck. Well, the comadres me, yeah. are here to help. Yes. The comadres are here to tell you that the 
projected people that it would affect most in Monterey County would be the Pebble Beach Company, mm-hmm. the Cannery Row Company, the Monterey Marriott, and the Inns of Carmel of Cannery Row. Pues todos ella. Yeah. yeah. So in Monterey County, those are the people or the companies the businesses that hold yeah. like the law, the largest like land. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they've held it for longest periods of time. Like the purchase dates go back decades. Because back in yeah, they're, so they're mm-hmm. paying that makes sense. Okay. property taxes. Like you know what I mean? Pebble Beach Company, whenever they purchased that land decades ago, that's what their taxes are being assessed on. Right. I'm sorry, but I think the Pebble Beach Company could really afford to kick in a, yes. an extra, I don't know what that ends up being, $100,000? I mean, we're like... <laughs> they're okay. COVID. They're, they're, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. And then just think about what the the need of the schools that... what can happen, yes. can be done with all those other resources throughout California. I mean, yep. California is really expensive to live <laughs> yes. in. And the other thing, too, was here within the city of Salinas, because, you know, the comadres, Salinas homegrown, y Salinas product, whatever. <laughs> um, it would affect the, the, the landholders that it would affect predominantly would be Walmart, okay. Costco, Home Depot, Target, and then that Trader Joe's uh, property that's owned in Monterey. Oh, that whole where oh where that good brewing company is. What are they called? The brew. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. the tasting room right there next to it. Yeah. So I know Farmaca Craft Beer. You feel me? <laughs> in that order. Um, it's right next to Chipotle, right? Exactly. Okay. So they own that whole property, the parking lot and the retail and stuff really? like that. So it would affect them as well. It's what they were are predicting. Oh, okay, okay. You don't think Costco, Walmart, and Target got a couple extra $100,000 lying around too. they can throw yeah. in? I'm just saying. The other thing that I really love and what really pushes me to, to feel better about Prop 15 is that because it's tied into property taxes, all the additional funds that are going to be collected from this are going to go to public schools, right. community colleges, and city services. Yeah, it's, des- it's like earmarked money. We can't put that into the general fund and just say, oh, we're going to spend more money on <laughs> cops and... Cal Perks and uh, uh, what else eats up our budget here in Salinas? The fire department and you know what I mean? All these different things. No, that money, all those additional funds that the state of California um, would receive from from the the potential um, property tax increase to all these big companies would be um, earmarked for, like we said, public schools, Mm -hmm. community colleges um, and and city services as well. So... And so they estimate uh, between $6.5 million to, I mean, billion dollars to $11.5 million. That's so much money. That is a lot of money. And let's be honest, they're targeting the wealthiest landowners in California. Exactly. If you own properties upwards of $3 million and you own these properties... Uh You're going to find a hard press from a girl who grew up in East Salinas <laughs> to, like, feel so sad for you. Bring out the small violins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we're in a day and age and we're in a place in, in the world where we need to be talking about equity. Equity. Equity should be the most important 
you know, thing on everybody's mind. And when I vote, I always vote from that from that mind frame of what is going to create more equity. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not the best thing for my personal situation, but what is going to be the most equitable way for me to use my vote. That's how I feel good about mm -hmm. participating in the political process. That's what makes me feel good. Even if I do have to tax myself sometimes, if I feel that I'm creating equity for my people and for my city, that helps me sleep better at mm -hmm. night. And I would much rather have yeah. a higher tax bill at the end of the day, but feel better about the choices that I'm making than to say, I saved a buck. But yeah. my community is suffering. Like, that just breaks my heart that people, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing. If you're, like, I mean, I, I don't have any level of comprehension for that. But if you do feel bad for these companies and you're like, hey, it's hard for companies. It's COVID. You know, again, maybe there are people who think that way. I don't know if they're listening to our podcast, but <laughs> I don't know if there are demographic. But, hey. Well, not anymore. I'm just kidding. The other... <laughs> The other thing that I I like about Prop 15 is that like the quote unquote rollout of the new property assessment wouldn't happen for an, another two years. Right. So it's not like, you know, it's that's right the away. other thing. Right. That's the other thing yeah. with the propaganda for yeah. the, the people who are against uh, Prop 15 is they're like <laughs> in the midst of this pandemic. Demic. How right. can we ask our, our you know, uh, company owners to fork out even more they're already struggling to survive like mm, no the tax bill yeah. wouldn't come for another two years homie chill out yeah. take a seat take, exactly exactly take many seats and you know what if you're so concerned that you know your business is not going to be doing well two years from now then you really need to look at your elected officials and what they're doing at like a local level and why you don't think that there should be some sort of relief coming from now mm -hmm. until the two-year mark I'm just saying. And then you sip your tea. Just kidding. Right? <laughs> and then you sip your tea. <laughs> Is Do there you, any yeah. other you want to put in regarding Prop 15? So, no, I think like simpler you, words. <laughs> simpler words, yeah. I think you covered just about all the reasons why, as, you know, homeowners, everyday, ordinary people, mm -hmm. working class people, what we should be concerned with. <laughs> Excuse me. You're okay. <laughs> um is that the money is going towards education. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need our young people to be educated. Yep. You know, and so, and we can't increase the cost of education, community college, mm -hmm. and other schools. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to improve our K through 12. Yep. So that is, it's a benefit Really, it it is a benefit for all of us, and even for people who are going to be impacted, who own these commercial um, buildings mm -hmm. and properties. They need a, a, an educated workforce, you know. So mm -hmm. it really True. is a win-win situation. Yeah, everybody wins. You know, the other thing I wanted to touch on too is that a lot of the the negative or backlash that I saw that people said, you know, vote no on prop. Uh, 15, they were saying that, like, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money to, like, implement this new, um, you know, system or whatever, right, to do the, mm -hmm. the, the assessment of 
property values and things of this nature. And um, I think that was estimated at like upwards of a billion dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But I also think that, I mean, we talked about the numbers where they expect for it to generate, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Billions and billions of dollars. And to me, I mean, you know, there's that old saying is, you know, it, 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 takes money to make money or cost. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, if we're going to spend a billion bucks, but we're going to see what, what were the the numbers again? Was it like 6.5 to 11.5 billion dollars. So we can see a 600% potential return on this. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in on that. I'm (laughs) just saying I didn't go to Harvard business school, but that sounds like a pretty good deal. If you ask me. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hashtag it is a just good saying. Deal. Hashtag just saying, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on. you have any other, um, mar- or anything else you want to put in there for Prop 15 before we jump into the next no, one? No, just vote yes for 15. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Escucha gente. All right. So next one we're going to be talking about is Prop 16, right? Actually, right. can we oh. jump to Prop 20? Because I know we ended this last one, you know, just talking about, like, Public education, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And like one of the things. Oh yes, let's talk about twenty. Yeah, let's talk about twenty. Okay. I am one so of for the this things one. That is like crazy to me is like the huge discrepancies on like the amount of money that okay. we spend with regards to like housing inmates in the mm-hmm. California prison system. Okay, well let mm-hmm. me talk. Let me talk. Let me let me just read it out. So oh yeah, know yeah, what yeah, talking yeah, about. yeah. Hold we'll on, like, okay. hold on okay. before you jump Prop in. 20. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so we're going into Dale. Prop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Prop twenty. All right, restricts parole for certain offenses currently considered to be non-violent authorizes felony sentences for certain offenses currently treated only as misdemeanors initiative statute statute whatever statute no eso eso mero eso there we go everyone knew what i was saying yeah um so in my research It's so crazy to me, the discrepancies on how much it costs for us to house for one year, Mm. a California prison, an inmate in the California prison system Mm -hmm. in comparison to what we invest as a state in our K through 12 education system. Mm -hmm. It's irritating. It is. Yes, it is. It's irritating. It's, it's just disgusting thank you that's the word i just see i couldn't yeah read my mind and when i'm doing the research for prop 20 i can't help but look at some of that data some of that statistical data that exists and i'm just like (laughs) you don't know what to say why why are we dumping so much money into the prison industrial complex and then we make a lot of money you know (laughs) or yeah exactly yeah yeah Exactly. There's the answer to to my question. The for-profit prison system is what drives things like Prop 20. Mm -hmm. Like, or or the the people who are like, um, yeah, I just, it's (laughs) insane to me. So what Prop 20 essentially would do is it asks to lower the the threshold, the, the dollar amount of threshold for what is considered grand theft from $950 down to $250. Um, so essentially it would create a system where um, 
what is now considered to be like a misdemeanor petty theft offense would turn into for some people um a grand theft charge mm-hmm. and therefore a felony um charge for stealing something like like what like a pencil at target correct <laughs> uh, well no maybe no, not but, a pencil at target it would have be to like be a... over 250 dollars so you okay, can like steal a pair of jeans at macy's an ipad oh, I'm or like, you know what i'm saying yeah. like or something like that <laughs> or five fifty dollar items i yeah. mean i'm doing math with my kid right now <laughs> i know i'm schooling like um insane to me it's insane that we want to do this the prison industrial complex already cost taxpayers mm-hmm. so much money Un chingo de dinero. <laughs> let's just be honest the <laughs> fact that they want to like make petty theft a grand theft charge and like pass on the 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 bill to like us as taxpayers just boggles my mind yeah so what's your input is, jenny my input is vote no on this one because <laughs> <laughs> that's what i have on mine yes <laughs> just vote no and you're right you know and it's i mean we've been here before mm-hmm. and it's time to change the whole system Yes. Because you have to look at also, it's not just a a proposition right now that is um, wants to continue incarcerating, um, you know, people of color primarily because they don't have the resources to fight it or they don't have the, you know, the, the connections to be able to walk them through the system where they could just get a slap on the hand and walk away. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll oh, talk about know? the cash bail oh, problem. See, <laughs> see, <laughs> oh my God, I can go. Okay, sorry. So, <laughs> so as you can see, my lens is, you know, from the social justice piece yes, as yes. well because so many, um, there's so many things that you can do even before they get to this point, you know, so prevention. Mm. Yeah. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about, you know, people that get caught for the third, fourth time mm-hmm. and stealing something. Repeat offenders. Yeah. 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 But these are nonviolent crimes, mm-hmm. you know, that it just costs us so much more as a society than it is to incarcerate them. You and know? I think that just... as a society, why are we not talking about like the root cause of like repeat offenses of petty theft? Like uh, so many times these are people that are like stealing as a means for survival. We yeah. live in a very, you know, a difficult socioeconomic Mm-hmm. climate yeah. right ecosystem here I like think i read somewhere where a mom was stealing i think milk for her baby one time and they called the cops on her and mm-hmm. she couldn't um, sadly she couldn't afford it she yeah. could you know t- we don't know her life we don't know what's going on right. she's trying mm-hmm. to feed her baby that's all yeah. she cares about yeah. that's what she's thinking about but yet i forgot where it was i was hearing in california but they still called the cops on her and they yeah. arrested her and she was a black woman right it's like crazy i mean i just i don't it's yeah it's stupid it, it why i i feel <laughs> oftentimes like we're putting a band-aid on a bullet wound yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we're trying to fix a problem but we're not really like identifying the root causes of the problems and i think that this like particularly like prop 20 would be like a step back right mm-hmm. um 
I just, I don't know. It, See, it's like, just, we don't even have words for it, honestly. Yeah. It's a lot to... It's, the other thing, too, is that, like, I wanted to, like, clarify, like, what a yes vote mm-hmm. means versus mm-hmm. what a no vote means. Because even that was, like, a little bit confusing to mm-hmm. me. Right. Because a lot of people also hears the fear, you know? Oh, you're going to have these criminals out there. Oh, yeah. See, you when know? they say that word, right. it's like, really? But yet, I'm bringing another story up. Um, 18-year-old... Last December, drunk driving, killed someone on Davis, walked Mm. away, walked away, (laughs) and has rehab now. He's in rehab. Right. But that's okay, right? But when it comes to a colored man, you know, Mexican, anyone, a la chingada con ellos... Brenda Mendoza, mm-hmm. they recently decided on, you know, the, that sorry, on, that's something yeah. that I'm very, yeah. I get very, I'll get, I'll raise my voice on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so a yes vote on the measure means that people who commit certain theft related crimes could receive increased penalties. So you're saying that you want this the the grand theft threshold to be lowered from $950 down to $250. So essentially, you would be supporting mass incarceration. And I know that sometimes we read that and we're like, no, we need to be tough on criminals. Right. Like, if people break the law, like, we should be tough on criminals. Like, like I don't break the law. And yeah. so they everybody should be held accountable yeah. to yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Right. And that's true. If people break the law, then there should be a form of accountability. But I also think that we need to measure the consequences. Like that whole saying, like, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, be careful that you wish for stricter and harsher punishments for people who commit crimes because that costs us $50,000 per year on average for every California prison system inmate. Every person that we put behind bars in the state of California for one year cost taxpayers approximately $50,000 annually. No munches, are you serious? That's almost mm-hmm. five times more than the state invests in the K-12 K through education. And that's sad. That it's is sad. really sad. And so and so we think about things like this, like Prop 20, yeah. and it's like, why does it cost us so much? And why are there people incarcerated for so long? Like, we're... Of all the nations in all the world, the United States incarcerates its population at the highest rate of any other nation on the whole planet. Right. Yeah. Every other. We incarcerate people because it's big business. Mm -hmm. Because we're the best at capitalism. That's why. What they call it um, on Prop 20. Hold on. I read something where it's like a, a prison scam. Mm-hmm. That's what I read of it. That's like one of the it, it, they're calling it the prison scam. I don't know why. Um, it's basically already has a severe lengthy sentences. Why do we need to punish them more and spend yeah. more? more? I do. Right. I do. Yeah. And getting back to your point about prevention, I mm-hmm. mean, this curtails um, opportunities that people have also to go to um, the. It, it, Inmates are often incentivized to, um, to like, 
attend and follow through and graduate from like rehabilitation programs yep. mm-hmm. because um then they would become eligible for parole yep. yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. And in very and when I say this, let's make it very clear, this is in very specific nonviolent cases. Non-violent. They're not like, oh, you raped and murdered three people, no. just go to rehab and we'll no. let you out early. Exactly. No. Those people don't get a pass. They're There's not, no slap not on the wrist for them. Nah. We ain't talking about no. those people. Yeah. We're talking about people you know, who are nonviolent offenders, things like theft, they stole the car, Mm -hmm. you know. Graffiti. Yeah. uh, You know. Things of this nature. Like, what a lot of times, let's be honest, are like crimes of opportunity. Let's be real here. We're not talking about people who planned out and have a revenge and like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, (laughs) it's not like the people you see on Snap. No. (laughs) It's not those type of revenges. Let's just make it clear out there. It's not like those girls that I worship. I mean, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Totally kidding. I love it. Um, yeah, it's it's not those people. We're talking about a very um, specific segment of our incarcerated population that that is incentivized to go through and follow through and finish rehabilitation programs because it makes them eligible for parole. So if we voted no on Prop mm-hmm. 20, we mm-hmm. would say that no, that we don't want that threshold to be lowered. Um, and the other thing too, sorry, uh, the other uh, point about it, so it's almost like twofold. Number one is it's, it's asking us to lower the threshold for grand theft to a mere $250. Misdemeanor. And it yeah. also would invoke um, uh, that if you're current opportunities for people to apply for parole, like if an inmate applies for parole and they're denied parole, um, they need to wait like one additional year to reapply. This would make it so that the parolee would have to wait two years to apply for parole. So then it's almost, I feel like if you're for profit prisons, you're almost like, no, let's deny parole to people because mm-hmm. then we can keep them in there for mm-hmm. two years for longer two years. Yeah. and there's more asses That's in bed and like, more profits. Yeah. And exactly. Like, if you really break these things down and look at it, you see who benefits and from you know, this. People, who benefits from this? The prison People that haven't been to jail, complex. prison, they don't have family in there, loved ones in there, or seen the suffering that everyone's going through, or like not, the little things. Not just that, but I'm seeing it that way. The <laughs> fact that, like, Black, brown, and indigenous communities mm-hmm. are historically targeted for these types of crimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the whole, we already have bad legislation like the three strikes rule. Right. You know what I that mean? That was a bad. That's terrible, that bad, right? Yep. And yes. like, again, we can get all into it if you want to, yep. but you know what I mean? People who stole a candy bar, mm-hmm. but that's your third strike. That's it. You're in jail for life. Like, you know Mike's what I mean? Prison. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're in prison for life. And again, who benefits from this? The prison, prison. industrial complex. Mm-hmm. And, and we have four, we have private for-profit prisons in the state of California. So us as taxpayers, we are paying somebody else to run these facilities. So when we say that, we we are taxing ourselves. Mm -hmm. If you're going to vote no on Prop 15, but then vote yes on Prop 20, then, mijita, you didn't do your homework. I'm sorry. You really got to think what you're (laughs) doing with your life. Exactly. (laughs) What What is you doing? (laughs) What are you doing with your life? life? 
discúlpame, pero no. No, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I, sorry. I totally agree with you 100% on this. And mm-hmm. that's why it's so important for us to really sit back y investigar realmente que son like the very subtle nuances of all of these propositions. Mm-hmm. And not only like, it sounds good. Like, you know what I mean? We get this really small snippet of like, mm-hmm. well, if you vote, yes, it's this. And if you vote, no, it's that. But like, how does that affect the economy? How does that affect my community? How does that affect um, my dollar? Where is it going? My dollar. Exactly. How does that like every decision that we make is a political decision? I say it over and over again on this podcast. Because it's the truth. I vote with my dollar constantly. You know what I mean? And and this is like an extension of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we're voting to say we're okay with spending fifty thousand dollars a year on keeping people in California prisons. And we'll only spend, um, you know, a fifth of that. And or, and not even, I don't even like to use the word spend. We'll only invest one fifth of that in education and public education. Like, what does that say mm-hmm. about us as Californians and as a society at large that, like, we spend more money on, pr- on keeping people in prison mm-hmm. than we do on giving them a proper education? They right. don't care. That's just me. Like, let's just answer but this then, question. You know, but the the other thing I always say, you know, everybody pays for it. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. end, people who have a lot of resources to them mm-hmm. also pay in the end, you know, because it takes a lot of work for somebody to be able to um, re-enter the community. Mm-hmm. It takes yeah. a lot of money. And, you know, that's somebody's life lost right there. They can't get a job. They, uh, if they have family, you know, then it's lost. It's lost. Yes. You know, the other thing too, is I do a lot of advocacy work with um, Viviendas Para Todos and affordable housing. And like the, 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 um, racism that is perpetuated against formerly incarcerated peoples. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And how they discriminate against formerly incarcerated peoples. And sometimes these are people who have families and things like that and they can't find places to rent yep. because they'll discriminate. Girl, you already know. You already that. know my si- girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all... I'll tell you more later. I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell so you. Like, but oh my God. Things like that. We really have to analyze the cost the societal cost of saying yes to things like this. Someone could steal a bike, a bike, and that would give them a felony charge on their record. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Something so small can lead to something so big. And I get it. And I get it. If you steal the bike, like, I get that. That's a bad thing. Restitution. You know? Yeah, there's restitution. There's community service. Yes. Work. Yeah. yeah, to pay it off. Yes. Do, yeah, exactly. yes. There's, there's things to do. There's different outlets to do other than just going to jail. Right. Other than going to prison. There's different things to do, but they don't want to do that. No. they Of course they don't. And it's see, like so parenting. Yeah. About this. As a mom, I, I I call it like lazy parenting, right? If you just, no, you just, no, if know, you hit like, like a I lot do. of people, I see. And all of my personal interactions with people whose first, um, you know, their their first line or their, their their first thing that they go to when their children act out is to spank them. That's lazy parenting to me. Mm. I feel like for us, it's like if if 
members of society choose to not follow the rules of society mm-hmm. and our first thing is like lock them up like you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's like lazy parenting because it takes a lot more as a parent to sit there and explain to your child why they shouldn't be doing that mm-hmm. to have patience like, with them to get down to their level right yeah like to get down to their level to explain it this is why we don't run in parking lots this is what you know what i mean yeah. like that takes so much more than to say ven pa acá pinche niño mal creado like you know what i mean that's so much easier agarrarlo de un pinche oreja y jalártelo para acá than to say, hey, mijo, I'm concerned for your safety. Yeah. There's cars. You're low to the ground. You're not visible. They All can't of that see takes you. time, exactly. yeah. patience, and energy. And it's so much easier to just spank your kid and say, vente yeah. para acá. It's so much easier yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this goes back to that. It's so much easier for us as a society to say, you broke the rules, go to go jail, jail, sit in your room, sit in your cell, and think about what you just did, exactly. right? Exactly, yep. But if we provide services, if we provide a pathway to rehabilitation, we're doing that work mm-hmm. like as parents, right? Mm-hmm. We're the parents of this society to the, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the one that broke the law. And we're saying, yo, this is the guidance that you need to get back on track. This is not the way we do things around these parts. Exactly. That's what I tell my daughter. We so, don't do things like that around these parts. Yeah. <laughs> to basically end, we all agree, Prop num- Prop 20 is a no for a us. No. A resounding yes. no. A capital N. Oh, no. yes. All right. So yes. <laughs> which one, or Jenny, do you have any other input before we go on to the next proposition? No, I think, you know. (laughs) I want to say one last thing. Mass incarceration, (laughs) Prop 20 would lead to mass incarceration. Mm -hmm. Mass incarceration leads to high financial costs to our taxpayers, which leads to racial disparities and negative effects to communities of color. Um, And that's that's how I see it. That is. Like, we that's anything, exactly how, what it is that's how it breaks yes. down that's yeah clearly that's, that's the vision yeah. of it that's how, how it's it gonna that's yeah. how it's gonna affect me mm-hmm. yes. that's why i'm voting no on it because i know that it's gonna have a negative effect on communities of color mm-hmm. and you know and mass incarceration has showed little if any it, effect on public safety yeah. let's just so be to real tie it with prop 20 do you guys want to just jump into prop 25 real I might as well. We're already there. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I got a lot to say about 25. Okay, pues calmada, mija. Poquito. A ver. Oh. All right. So I like pro- this format. I like how you're keeping me in check. I know. I was like, hold on, girl. I know one listener out there will be very happy. <laughs> All right. So Prop 25. All right. Refer- referendum on law that replaced money bail with system based on public safety and flight risk. All right. Basically, the way I read this one before we go into you, (laughs) Sam, hold on. So basically, it's saying, like, if you have the money to bail them out, bail them out. If you don't have the money, then they have to stay in jail, right? And then do their time or wait till they get a trial, correct? Mm -hmm. That's basically what this Prop 25 honestly really means. Um, What's your input, Jenny? Um, That's exactly what it is. And you know what it is? It's also, um, it's discriminates against people of color because mm-hmm. they are the ones, we are the ones yes. that have the less resources, Yep, mm-hmm. you know, and families don't have the money exactly. to put bail, don't have property, mm-hmm. don't own a house, yep. you know, so they end up spending time in jail, Yep, um, which we just talked about. It doesn't benefit anybody mm-hmm. at all. So 
I would say, you know, this is one that we, it's kind of tricky, you know, because we go yes, no. And this is another one that it's yes. We have to vote mm-hmm. yes, even though it kind of reads a little funny. I was going to say it's rewarded, like yeah. twist is the word. So it makes you think otherwise. And yeah, yeah that that was, my, was me. That's why I didn't vote yet on this one. <laughs> I haven't voted Prop 25 on my ballot is blank also. Uh And it's blank because I am very afraid of algorithms. Well, add it to our bookshop.org list. I think it might already be on there. Sophia Nobel wrote a great book called The Algorithms of Oppression and how like uh, search engines reinforce um, negative stereotypes on like black and brown communities, mm-hmm. right? And and I've it's it's very dense. It's very dense read. Um, but the little that I have been able to pick up from it because I'm you know what I, I'm I subscribe now to the Claudia Melendez you know, a way of reading books. She said on, on an episode of Selena's underground that she reads one page a night. And I'm like, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. As a mom, I'm like, it's going to take me 258 days to finish this, but I'm going to finish it. (laughs) I'm going to do this. Yeah. So I'm reading, I'm trying to do that and read like, you know, at least one page Page. a night. Right. So that whole like, um, algorithms of oppression was like heavy on my mind when I was reading up about prop 25. And the thing that scares me is the algorithm, it would, so cash bail would end and it would be replaced with what they call risk assessment tools. Um, What does that mean? It like, would, like, it's hold an on. algorithm. <laughs> like, hold on. So what we would do is a computer algorithm would generate based on statistical data, and I'm doing my quote unquote, mm-hmm. based on statistical data, it would generate the the like um flight risk for this particular person, right? Okay. So it would say, oh no, we can release them because based on like data and their particular like, like patterns their of committing crimes, their history. Okay. And also historical data of like age, gender, race, like do you know what I mean? Mm. Things like so that. Are they also cause so they're considering race. Cause I haven't heard that part. From what I read, uh-huh. It doesn't specifically say that it won't include that, okay. which to me says that they will. Do you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Which they it's have. Like guilty by omission which, is kind ooh, of yeah. the way that I mm-hmm. read yeah. it. And I don't want to put misinformation out there, but that's how I interpreted mm-hmm. what what the information that was out there. And that scares me because I don't want to exchange the money bail system for an equally racially biased system. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The other thing that scares me, and maybe you can shed some light on this for me too, is like, it would also, and and I wasn't, again, if you can shed some light on me for this, it would give a lot of discretion to judges Mm -hmm. on who can be like indefinitely incarcerated or like who, like Mm -hmm. the, the judge would have a lot more discretion on like the like no available bail to this person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let me let me just go ahead and read a little bit of um, how I read it, and you know the sources that that I'm also using mm-hmm. to look at this. Um, 
So the, the companies representing the bail industry gather enough signatures to stop to get a referendum on the law that was signed already because we right. passed a law in mm-hmm. 2018 abolishing the cash bail in I California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we haven't been able to do anything because the bail industry, you know, put a stop to it. So we're it's coming back to us again to say Yes, you know, we really wanted to do this, or no, we really didn't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. So basically, uh, it was signed, and then enough signatures were collected where they were like, hey, does everyone realize what we're doing here? And it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. we need to put it back on the ballot so that we could say, no, 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 we all realize what we're doing, we, and we still right. want to move forward. So is this basically like the same, like, thing for, like you said, from 2018, yes, but it's in a whole different revising way, right? Or uh, no, it's the same. The same? Way. Okay, it's the same way. Yes. So one of the, the, you know, I mean, I tend to look at the civil rights groups that are supporting this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, you know, <laughs> where's the money? Where's the money That's coming what I was from? Doing. Right. Follow the money. Yeah. So, um, you know, even even uh, the California's chief justice support this law. You know, mm. and so to me that says a lot, but definitely. You know, do your homework. And then the thing about it, too, that is really helpful when you have something that is controversial and you still don't know which way you want to go, because, you know, we all read more into it than what they what they say. Yeah. Uh, Who do you believe? You know, who 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 do you trust? Yep. What source, you know, are you, um, we can talk about the two different parties, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats, uh, the Sierra Club. either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't. Um, yes. Except for you, Jenny. No, no. <laughs> you're a different, you're a different one. You're different, okay? You're no, special. No, believe me, I've been, I've been there where I said, I cannot believe I trusted my party blindly and they did this yeah you know and so i think you're right you know i mm-hmm. think you're doing the right thing by becoming more informed informing your community that they have to look at different sources it can't be just one yeah you know the aclu the planned parenthood whatever organizations are really important to you and look mm-hmm. at how everyone is is voting yeah. And why? No. And why? Yeah. Yes. That's another important one. I think a lot of this, there's there's often times where I'll be in opposition of of something and people will say, "Oh, you don't oppose that? You must be Republican." And I'm like, "No, no. we like, I'm we just thinking with my head. Be in opposition <laughs> of it, but for very different reasons." Yeah. You know what I right. mean? So like not only is why are they opposed if they're opposed to it or, you know, or pro it, but also why, you mm-hmm. know, that's a, that's a big, big reasoning. I did see, um, you know, and speaking to what you're saying, the Dolores Huerta Foundation mm-hmm. put out their guide for oh, they did? Yeah, how they're going to yes. vote, okay. you know, for the, for the different proposition. And it's real easy in English uh-huh. and Spanish and stuff. And, oh, good. you know, that's one of those ones that I feel like is a 
great uh, resource, especially to um, our Spanish-speaking audience, you mm-hmm. know, todos los miembros de la comunidad the que son hispanohablantes. that are just got their, you know, that's awesome. And, you know, kudos y to you. Si no right. le tienes que hacer any, many, many more, yeah, don't, be, don't do it, Jackie. <laughs> no. Or you don't got to yes. ask your kids or, you know, the ones who translate for you and they're going to be like, was this in, you know, because yeah. I was there with my grandma to help her, but you know. You know, the other thing, too, is I've been talking today a lot about language and how like some things just don't translate Uh like no they don't you know what i mean and like a lot of the times yeah and and talking about the demographic of people who we hope are going to come out in droves this year and really vote you know a lot of the times they're like hey mijo que quiere decir tal and like i um oh i got something to tell you about something like that hold on i'll keep going yeah i did a radio interview earlier today and um before it started i had to google search well actually i don't use google duck duck go um because they don't save your cookies um (laughs) And I looked up, like, how do you say mutual aid in Spanish? Mutual aid? Mutual aid. Mutual aid. Yeah, because I was like, it's another form of mutual aid. This type of activism is another form of mutual aid. And I'm like, (laughs) I know how to say that in English. Uh And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I speak Spanish. And then they want you to say things like that. And I'm like, soy de rancho, eh? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny you bring that up, too, because it's different when it sounds like in, you know, it's English or you read it in English or read it in Spanish. So when my mom was reading the ballad, she's like, have your dad read it in Spanish. She explains it better to you. And I'm just like looking at her like, are you just like, yeah, like, Eliseo, my dad's name. What does this mean? It's like, Gustavo, like, come here. Come over here. Like, never know. I was like, no, I need you. But my dad, like, you know, when you say it in like in different languages, like form, like my dad in Spanish, he says it so clearly and so like. I don't know. It just makes you want to be like, yes, I want to vote yes on yes. it, you know? But he makes it like, he breaks it down yeah. and he understands it way better. And it just makes clearer sense to us when Is he, he says like it. Is he like Julissa? Yes. Like, habla con sus, like, I said this on the show before. I was like, our friend Julissa, like, habla bien sabroso. Yeah. Have you ever been with someone que andan comiendo mm-hmm. y puede ser una cosa tan sencilla, frijoles or whatever, yeah. pero comen bien sabroso con que gusto. se te antoja. Con gusto. And it yeah. makes you hungry. And you're just like, I want that too. Yeah. Like, I man, you know? que, que platican así yeah. bien sabroso, you know? And you're like, I don't know what she's saying, but I'm all about yeah. it. Sign me up. My like, dad has a, like, profe voice, like, you whoa. know? Yeah, you've, you know, Ooh, yeah. Así <laughs> nah, she she um she fell in love with the dancing moves. <laughs> no, but again, uh move, you know, going to, again with the topic. So again with prop twenty, I mean I'm sorry, prop twenty-five that we're on. Basically, what are we I mean, Jenny, what do you or what voting wise? Well, I would say I would vote. <laughs> I would vote yes on this. Okay. One because it would end the the bail money. Yeah. Yeah, the cash know, bail. The system. cash bail. And I do think that especially when, you know, a big topic on the national level is you know, reimagining public safety and like, you know, the reform of, you know, the criminal justice system in general, mm-hmm. right? Or I don't know if that criminal justice system that sounds like an oxymoron to me but anyhow um so i think that like the end of cash bail in and of itself is a good thing like i like that i want that to move forward Mm -hmm. the thing that scares me and the thing that myself as as a constituent of the state of california that i'm very like i want to keep a close eye on that and make sure that 
that's like the really the thing for me, the crux that's really going to make it either successful or not is, you know, the implementation of these quote unquote risk assessment tools Mm -hmm. and how we feed that algorithm and what Mm -hmm. type of information is computed into that. And I think that we really need to be if we're looking to create equity, then we really need to be critical of systems. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, that I don't I don't want I think that that there are already systems in place that are based on like racially biased mm-hmm. risk assessment things, right? Like um So yeah, so for me it's really going to be the 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 big thing for me is like that that risk assessment tool mm-hmm. and how we use that. We need to mm-hmm. make sure that we're we're using that very wisely and we're feeding the proper information into that mm-hmm. because I think that this is one of those things where like it sounds great in theory but it, if implemented irresponsibly mm-hmm. we can just create another flawed that. system. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think you know with becoming more active in the community more politically aware and have more influence, then you can definitely um, reach out to Mm -hmm. those people that are going to be working on this tool. Mm -hmm. You know, like the juvenile uh, probation um, director. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, the probation uh, department, county probation director. You know, so having a conversation and have making sure that nonprofits that work with youth, um, that they're aware and they and have a, a say. Yeah. yeah. Like actually have a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And be involved in the process, yeah. you know. And I think the time is right because um, a lot of communities, and this is happening in Watsonville, is uh, we're forming a, a citizen committee, an ad hoc committee that is going to be looking out what is a community committee going to look at working with the police department? You know, okay. so when we have um, abuse of power, you know, how can we make these departments accountable? And there's yes. some things that we can do at the local level and others that need to be done at the state level. Mm-hmm. But making sure that whoever's representing us at the state level yes. knows what we want. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And like I said, this is really, you know, a crucial time in in our, you know, our national history where we're really defining what what public safety and what policing and what criminal justice Mm -hmm. really looks like, what we want it to look like. Right. Um, Because we we hold the power. We can get people out of office that are not aligned with our moral compass and what Mm -hmm. we want to see and, you know, bring people in who, you know, whose visions and ideas are more aligned with the larger majority of their constituents. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, this is one of those ones where I don't know if I'm going to give it a resounding yes. I'm like, (laughs) yes, I like it. (laughs) I just want to see more. And, you know, another thing that comes to mind very specifically when I was doing my research on this was like that clip of um, AOC when they did the... um, the testimony before Congress about like the implementation of facial recognition software Mm -hmm. um, in the criminal justice system and, and how there was like implicit bias that was, uh, you know, already, you know, 
built into the algorithms and and the algorithms were created by predominantly white men right. and like things like mm-hmm. this like that's why I was like yo I think I've seen this before it was a little <laughs> bit of like you know deja vu twilight <laughs> zone kind of thing I'm like whoa whoa, whoa wait there's a glitch in the like, matrix back up back yeah. up like I hold think, on yeah so I <laughs> what went, pill did you take yeah the red one or the blue one right? Morpheus man the matrix was such a good movie that was <laughs> again sorry Keanu Reeves man I took you out <laughs> Yeah, underappreciated Keanu Reeves. Um, had my eggs next to Keanu Reeves one time in L.A. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh, but yeah, but like it does feel, it did feel like that. It felt like the glitch in the Matrix. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I think I've heard this before. And so I went back and I was like, oh, no, wait. This is really, really yep. important. Mm-hmm. And I and and one other point that I want to make before we move on from Prop 25 is um, algorithms are so going to be are such an important part of our society already they are you know what i mean yeah and and the the collection storage and sale of data has has surpassed the price of oil in our country Mm -hmm. data is the most valuable commodity being traded on the market right now more so than any other legal commodity <laughs> um, in the world is data. It's it's the 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 collection and and of data. We're constantly being monitored and our information is being collected in order to feed into these algorithms, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's really, really important, like I said, to be very mindful of who is feeding these algorithms? What type of information is getting put in there? Okay. Um, because historically, there's always been racial bias. Right. So, yeah. again, yeah. Um, for ending cash bail, I just feel like we need to be really on top huh. of that quote-unquote risk yes. assessment yes. tools. Yeah. And I'm right. glad that we're... That, this show lives perpetually on the internet because if it comes back to bite us in the ass, I'm going to be like, see, Jenny, I told you. I told you. I've been saying that since episode X. Like, <laughs> Okay, so to end it now, so um, there'll be the last prop that we talk about here on the show. So it's going to be Prop 16. And um, I have questions about this one, of yes. course. Uh, so Prop 16 is allows diversity as a factor in public employment, education, and contracting decisions. Um, so basically when I was reading it also, it's basically the way I have to like, kind of do it like two plus two is four type of situations. Mm -hmm. So basically it's just, um, giving everyone the opportunity of working, but then again, it's not to find it or the rate, the race, it's the race card, the woman part, you know, Mm -hmm. just to give, be everyone equal. Correct. I'm assuming this is the, this is what it means. Well, Proposition, yeah, Proposition 16 yeah. is, right, they want to end uh, the ban okay. on affirmative action. Yes. The, okay. The so, yeah, that's what, okay. So, Prop 16, we got to take, step it all the way back. Prop 16 goes back to affirmative action. Okay. Right. So, affirmative action was what allowed to create more of an equal playing field with reg- for everyone. for a lot of different things for like admissions into the UC system for like job opportunities mm-hmm. and things like that I was going to say there- does it also mean like in New York I think they passed a law or I think it's not everywhere like for black people for the hair 
Mm-hmm. I think something you can't fire them over hair or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Is it something like similar to that, or is it just because mm-hmm. like I'm just trying yeah. to put it together because yeah. I didn't understand the question again. They word it differently, uh-huh. so I'm just trying to put everything to play. Well, I'm sure it would have an impact on something like yeah. that, right? Because a lot of places are uncomfortable. There you go. That's when, yeah. yeah, when we come in wearing, you know, let's say traditional clothing or my you know. makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, a lot, especially around uh black people's hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's been a, we've seen that where kids get their hair cut off if they want to participate especially in sports. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, At and course, so yeah. that's I know locks. that is yeah. that oh my is God, horrible. For the wrestling. Yeah. Look it exactly. up if you don't know. It's horrible yeah. cuz it was a racist referee too. right mm-hmm. exactly yeah. okay or to there was another one he wasn't able to graduate because he had uh dreadlocks you know and oh that's horrible so i mean he couldn't go to the, the ceremony actual. he yeah. couldn't walk the line yeah, because yeah. they said that his locks were a violation of like the student like, like dress school code, code. Yeah. the school code so yeah. because it was a violation of that they didn't let him walk the line yeah but this one is more on Something that worked really well, especially, you know, for my generation. Mm -hmm. So I have to disclose, I'm older than these two women. (laughs) Just by a tiny bit. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) So it allowed a lot of us to go to certain universities, colleges, you know, uh, to be admitted. Because, let's say, we didn't get a, you know, straight 4.0. But there were things that had to be considered, you know, um, the, the income level, the opportunities that we had because of not having access to resources. And you know that, you know, somebody's going to be more qualified if they have a lot of access to mm-hmm. resources. Mm-hmm. The more experiences that you have as a child, the better off you are, Yep, you know. The more positive experiences you have as a child. Yes, 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 positive, positive. You know, just going to the theater, going to musicals, taking, you know, dance classes, uh, art classes, mm-hmm. you know, music classes, which right now the school system is not offering. Or even you know. just, you know, the opportunity of like, I went to a school where I had to go do an inter-district transfer because I took AP classes and there weren't enough AP classes being offered at the high school school that I should have been going to. So my mom requested an interdistrict transfer so that it wouldn't be an issue for me to take AP classes. And so I went to Salinas High because people the the at Salinas, there were more AP classes being offered at Salinas High mm-hmm. um, than there were at the high school that I was supposed to go to. And it just so happens that Salinas High also had the high enrollment of um, non-Hispanic population mm-hmm. as well so there was the highest enrollment of white kids so i'm not gonna lie i used a different address when i went to Snows high oh yeah we were, <laughs> i'm gonna say now it's 10 years after i graduate what are you gonna do yeah i'm sure the statute of limitation has passed <laughs> on that right take back, yeah, they're take it back right like oh no yeah you're like yeah. no i earned those credits like i'm good <laughs> no okay so this by by voting yes okay you know which i support is um having affirmative action again mm-hmm. you know so young people can have a better chance of going to certain universities. And also employment opportunities opportunities, as well, right? Right. And and back in the day when affirmative action was first implemented, um, I really feel like 
if you look back and historically, right, like it was a, a step in the right direction towards equity. And we talked mm-hmm. about it, you know, earlier on the podcast of like, you know, like equity is something that I'm really about. Like <laughs> equality is different from equity. Right. And when we implemented affirmative action, that was a step towards evening the playing field so that people that don't have the same access to opportunities would still have the same opportunity at things like higher education and employment Mm -hmm. opportunities. So there was what was known as um, diversity quotas, right? Mm -hmm. So um, they wanted universities and employers and things of this nature to make sure that they had a certain percentage of diverse you know, not just applicants, but employees and students and things of this nature, you know, so there was a a good representation of the overall kind of, you know, collective of people, right? And not just being reserved for those people of privilege. Mm -hmm. That's another buzz, you know, worthy Mm -hmm. word or whatever, right? So in 2016, um, Proposition 209 was passed, which uh, essentially... Uh, reversed affirmative action. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, you can't discriminate on someone based on their religion, Mm -hmm. gender, creed, you know, Mm -hmm. all the, the, the list, right? Um, You can't do that. So that ended affirmative action. Um, And since Proposition 209 was passed, the Black and Brown student populations have seen a significant decrease Mm -hmm. in enrollment to the California California University system, even as the non-white population in California has increased. So we have Mm -hmm. more people of color living in the state of California. And since we passed Proposition 209, we have less people of color entering into Mm -hmm. the UC and CSU school system. So obviously it had an effect, right? You would think that the population trends would be on trend with, you know, the the, um, entrance... um, trends of, you know, people coming into the UC and CSU system, and that just hasn't happened. So again, it's about not equality. Um, and I know a lot of people have a hard time coming mm-hmm. away from equality. Uh, it's about equity. It's about creating equity for a historically um, underprivileged demographic right mm-hmm. um and so that's why i'm i'm pro prop 16 i say vote yeah. yes on prop 16 okay. same um, yeah, same here yeah and there was a, a statistic that i read it said in 2019 latinx and brown students and uh black students i'm sorry represented approximately 60 percent of california high school enrollment but only 28 percent of the entering uc freshman class of 2019 mm-hmm. wow. um so our black and brown students are not entering the, you know, higher education system Mm -hmm. at the rates that it should. And I think that with the passage of Prop 16, that would help to level the playing field because we know that historically we're not given those same opportunities. Mm -mm. No, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else we want to add about Prop 16? Do you want to add anything else, Jenny? It's a really good equalizer. Yeah. You know, really education is. is an equalizer. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, I'm focusing more on access to education. Um, but you're right. It also has uh, an impact on jobs, 
uh, housing, mm-hmm. so many other different things that um, that we don't realize when we're being discriminated based on our color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sad, but yeah, it's it's there. It's and, there, and I yeah. think that we it is good to try and create equality. Um, it, I almost feel like it's good to try and. E- and create equality after reparations. Mm-hmm. So this is like the reparations for us, period, almost in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I think that that's important. And then I know that, again, sometimes people have a hard time. They're like, well, wait, I'm not going to be treated equal? And it's right. like, well, you're not going to be treated equal for a little bit because historically this whole segment <laughs> of the population... <laughs> Was fucked over. So, sorry, you're going to have to wait your turn for just a second. Like, that's kind of the way that I see it. And again, even if I'm if I'm voting for equality for if I'm voting for equity, that helps me sleep better at Mm -hmm. night. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, this was a lot. It's, but it's, it is so, a lot, huh? No, but we're so glad that you brought this to our attention and oh, to put you. like a bigger light to on it. To your attention, yeah. bitch. This to- has always been on my radar. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hold on. Again. I'm, I was, I'm I saying it for I love you too. <laughs> but I'm talking about like our listeners, because again, like they don't when they see when they hear voting automatically we think to the president right of course they don't see the bigger picture what our county our state actually needs Uh Mm -hmm. so again thank you for bringing light onto this like it really it means a lot it really does because now i'm like okay now i know what to vote now i know what to say now i know like no bitch i know what you mean like Uh i know i'm gonna (laughs) put yes for this or no for that you know but hey for our listeners out there if there's a proposition that you guys really want to know about and you want us to cover (laughs) no get in our dm you know send us a message or something like that and we might be able to work it out before the november 3rd um, just make sure it's in there so before eight o'clock right i'm right eight o'clock yes p.m right for us is uh, it, it's 8 p.m. But you know what? We really want to vote early. Thank yes. you. Vote mm-hmm. early. It's important. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you can. Get out Just there vote. and vote. vote. Really, really quick. I want to know what you read, Jenny. What makes your mind tick? Because we ask all of our <laughs> guests. Um, like, Jenny, and we I'm talk ready. about yes, our, our bookshop dart and she brought her book. She's, I she's brought been ready. my book. Yes. <laughs> I I. Really, I got online mm-hmm. and I Googled you. Oh, did you? That's scary. <laughs> I haven't Googled me in a long time. Did my criminal record well, come up? No, just kidding. Yes. I don't have one. Eight, I've never been arrested. Oh, thank you. And I watched you and I thought, oh, I'm going to get along fine with them. Yeah, you are definitely <laughs> they, they, invited to the Camarasada. Yeah, they think like I think. And as a matter of fact, you had... Um, the care team, the the women, uh, Irene. And- oh, oh yes, yes, the, yes. So, um, Campesina, Campesina. Yeah. Yes. that was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Irene and I Maria. know, I know. They were they were great. Um, I invited them to come and speak at the Santa Cruz Women's Commission. Oh, uh, awesome! About two three months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, okay. Okay. so we got to hear about their project, which yes. I think is great. Amazing work! That yes, they do. super amazing. Yeah. Follow yeah. them and support them. I know, I know. So, um, so I got ready with my book. <laughs> I love it. But I, I love have to it. tell you that I don't feel so bad saying <laughs> that. You know, maybe a page, a night. Mm-hmm. Because it's taken me almost a year to to get three quarters of the book 
It's well, okay. It's a really good book, though. Yeah. So. De poco a poquito. I, me yeah. gustan más las revistas. Because <laughs> it's not a commitment, you know? Yeah. Right? You know what I, I tell myself? I'm like, Claudia Melendez is a very well-respected journalist and a published author. Yeah. If that's yeah. what she does, I'm going to do that, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, hey. <laughs> and what's the book that you're reading, Jenny? I'm reading... They're There, which is uh, written by Tommy Orange. Okay. And he's Native American. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have to tell you, I um, my family is part indigenous, but from um, the Andes. Okay. okay. And so I've always been attracted to Native American indigenous stories and mm. writers, you know, so I have Oof, through throughout my life. Don't ask me who I've read because I don't remember. <laughs> but anyways, this book is um, is really well written. Okay. So he's um, he's doing great. He's he's got a PhD. Oh, awesome. Um, to- uh, Tommy Orange, and it takes place in Oakland. Okay, so it's Oakland. Very- All right. I know. And I didn't realize what a large Native American community Mm -hmm. there is in Oakland. Yeah. I went to ceremony last year, a dual spirit ceremony in Oakland. I took my daughter. It was gorgeous. I haven't been to one in ages since Mm -hmm. I moved up here. When I lived in Southern California, I used to go, but I haven't. Um, but anyway, so it's it's an excellent book, you know, and it's different characters, and it's all around um, a powwow, a ceremony that mm. they're going to go to, and the different meanings to the different people in the book. Uh, gotcha. Not all of them, you know, this this um, spiritual that we that a lot of people tend to assign to native americans yeah. you know that just they're so spiritual but it's <laughs> it's just very contemporary young people uh and the things the trouble that they get into it's just so wonderful a wonderful book to read so awesome. i would recommend this check that out yeah. and we will add that to our bookshop.org yeah. reading list and if you haven't already please check that out you can reach that by accessing the link tree link on our instagram bio page um and that is 831 underscore comadres on Instagram. Mm, yes, so, ma'am. Yeah. And then, Jenny, also the way that we like to close out all of our episodes is with regalos y cargas. Are you familiar with that? Uh, you shared a little bit with yeah. me about that. So your yeah. rose and your thorn, something, your thorn would be something that's heavy on you, maybe a responsibility, um, you know, something that maybe is not going so well right now in your life or in your world. And then your regalo is just a gift, a blessing something positive something you're happy grateful um for so yeah we'll go ahead and start with frenchie okay. <laughs> i'm all like i'm trying to think right now all right let's see um mike i'll start with the carga um I don't know. I guess today was just a long day at work. <laughs> Obviously, you guys know I try to rush my ass over here after work. But hey, again, I'm not complaining. But it was just one of those days. Um, my my rose. Oh, I had like again today. My stepson sent me a picture. 
Aww. And I was very happy because he's looked so happy in the corn maze and he's just like taking a selfie of himself. And so I'm getting all teary eyed because I miss that little kid so Aww. much. But Aww. it was really nice to see, like, get a picture from him and then, you know, saying on the bottom, I miss you. So I was like, I've known that boy since he was three and now he's 11. So it's, you know, I'm, that's my oh, son. That's, so that's my bonus baby. So it was really nice to see something like that. He made my day. Oh, yeah. So, so see, I'm getting all teary eyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, welcome next. My, I'm going to start with good news. My regalo was that like for the, one of my best friends um, is a nurse and with all the craziness with COVID and she has two kids and a hubby and a life and, you know, <laughs> I got all these things going on. Like, you know, my, yeah, um, my crazy schedule with my daughter and and all the activism and everything like that. So we seldom get opportunities to hang out together. Like it's so hard for mm-hmm. us to even get on the phone sometimes and mm-hmm. just connect. So we finally worked it out. And now we are going to do like a weekly dinner and get the kids together. I'm godmother to her son. She's godmother to my daughter. Mm-hmm. So getting the kids together and having them spend time with each other. And then obviously that comadre time between she and I is yeah. obviously amazing. So yesterday was the first time that we got together and we started our weekly little dinner thing and so really super excited and just really happy that things are falling into place and my schedule was very you know sporadic and 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 hectic for a really long time and now we finally got a schedule down and things that are good so I can plan around that schedule Mm -hmm. in my life and get these opportunities and and it makes my daughter so much happier that she gets to have time with her Nina and she's such a strong female figure in her life so that really really makes me happy and that was definitely my regalo was to have dinner with my comadre Michelle um my carga um, is, you know, that just I have a responsibility to my family, mm-hmm. um, I feel like. And there's a couple things happening right now with with relation to, you know, some different family members and not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but I just feel like a responsibility to be there for them and to be present for them. So that's something that that, you know, is is heavy on my heart, something that I take very seriously. And I do it with a lot of pride y lo hago con mucho cariño, pero definitivamente si es una carga, es algo difícil de hacer, Mm -hmm. pero a la misma vez lo hago con mucho amor, lo hago con mucho cariño, you know, and I would do it a million times over because I know that it's helpful to the people that I love, but it definitely does take something out of you and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I'm happy to be of service, but um, definitely something that I feel responsible for. Y que voy a continuar de hacer, but yeah, those cargas, man, carry them around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Your turn, Jenny. So, oh, wow. Um, let's see. A carga that, and you know, it's kind of, Sometimes when I voice it out, it just sounds so strange. But this coming election is has really gotten oh. to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think, you know, either way is, of course, you know, if Trump stays, it's going to be horrible. And I don't know how I'm going to survive four years. Yeah, It's been tough the last four but even if he doesn't win, I just think there's going to be so much hate out there mm-hmm. that I'm already limiting where I'm going to go because I'm afraid that I'm going to be attacked by these crazy 
protect your peace, girl. No, really, isn't it awful? And I just think, God, this is, you know, I'm watching too much uh, crime as too much snap. Too much snap. I do. <laughs> I, do. I, just, I love those crime shows. Yeah. But I think it's getting Unsolved to me. Mysteries. Yes. 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 People think I'm old. I'm like, I watch Jeopardy, Unsolved Mysteries, and The Antics Roadshow. <laughs> Silent Witness. It's oh, a British my God. Irish show. Yes. On Prime. Yeah. It's it's also really good. good to know. Yeah. But um Regalo. You know, I on the other side, I planted a vegetable garden. Oh this you know, before the spring. And I swear I've had so much fun and pleasure Aww. going and picking you, you got know. that green thumb yeah i love it I, god you know it's just been so wonderful that i signed up for a class so mm. i can oh. do some grow some vegetables in uh-huh. the winter time and so i'm we'll prepping this soil yes. <laughs> i love that too oh really yes oh, good. yes yes, yes. yes. <laughs> i know so it just gives me so much pleasure and peace of like mind therapy? therapy there we go you know working with my body mm-hmm. and do you uh, plant with the cycles of the moon no i haven't there's a theory uh and a whole way of of gardening where people uh-huh. follow the cycles of the moon in order to tend to their garden and to set down you know they for when they plant when they harvest things of uh-huh. this nature oh. i think it's very interesting okay. yeah 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 uh-huh. i haven't done it yet but i'm like one of these days i'm gonna get really good at okay. it and i'll be like that's what I'm doing. And then she's going to well, show I'm gonna you. I'm going to read up on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, thank you thank so you. much thank for making the trek Again. out from Santa Cruz County. <laughs> we love having our Watsonville natives and Watsonville gente hey, we're come related. out. Neighbors. Yes, yes, we are. We're related. We're both like Watsonville and Salinas are like the evil stepchilds of their counties, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, we're like, yes. That's where all the raza live. Yeah. We're like, hey, like, we, we hey, know we're too, here. Yeah. <laughs> we're here. Like, Pick a bitch, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> we brought our folding chair. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the boombox y todo yeah and the ice chest ya estamos listos <laughs> but again um, thank you everyone for listening our A through Uncle Madre family our chusma out there muchísimas gracias por escuchar yeah. otra vez again go out there and vote November 3rd yep Yep. The sooner the better. The yes. sooner the better. And yes. if you have questions, remember to reach out to the people that you trust and the organizations that you trust. Just There's look up so information much information too. out yeah. there too. And just remember, like back in college, cite your source who was giving you this information. Exactly. And with that, gente, get out there and vote. And we will catch you next week on another episode of A31 Comadres. Again, subscribe, review. Okay, thanks. Bye. Ciao. <laughs> Adios. Bye. <laughs>